Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, it's Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean. It's Nat chatting with Nat. Today we have soul and rock singer songwriter Juliet Hawkins, and you're going to love her as much as I do. A modern troubadour with footprints in both the soul and rock world, singer songwriter Juliet Hawkins brings her message of hope and self-acceptance in her new EP, Lead with Love. From the start of her musical journey in Rockport, Massachusetts, on a path that led to working at an orphanage in Peru, since in Wyoming and California, and finding her true voice in Nashville, Tennessee, Hawkins' commanding vocals evoke a place of self-healing. The fusion of her fiery personality and artistry stirs and inspires the listener from her rendition of Cage the Elephant's Trouble to the smoky bedroom pop track, Let You Leave, Hawkins' Compass, points home. I chose the Cage of the Elephant cover because besides being a personal fan of the Nashville band, the message felt relevant given the times. Hawkins, who first released the single on July 3rd, said it was the first to be released as well to set a personal and global storyline. The solution to be to the trouble is love. Her recovery after the devastation of a drug addiction doesn't define Hawkins. Her energy now focuses into music. She's into plant-based medicinal her independent soul has taken her places near and far off the beaten path she's enlightened her world with surges of adrenaline and centered meditation like the lotus blossom tattooed on her body and ingrained in her art hawkins trek aims not for perfection but for enlightenment lead with love is released on a full harvest moon day let's give a round of a welcome for juliet hawkins Hi. Hi, Juliet. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Thanks for having I'm, me. I'm doing well. Oh, I'm, listen, <laughs> I was very excited. When Melissa sent me your stuff, <laughs> I watched your music video, and I was like, oh, my God, I have to interview her because she's just <laughs> it. You're so fully empowered beyond measure. I'm like, I, I don't know. I may be in love. I don't know. <laughs> I love totally. Thank you. You empower who you are. You are amazing, amazing, just simply amazing. And I'm truly honored um, to have you on the show. So, how did you get into the music business? Uh, well, I basically um, almost failed all the other subjects. So, music, <laughs> <laughs> music welcomed me with open arms and bad grades. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I've always been always been really drawn into music and started singing and writing when I was young. Um, and as I grew up, uh, writing and music just really continued to speak to me. Wow. Yeah. For me, it's the same thing. I think music has been my saving grace. I mean, you can let go of everything. You can scream, you can shout, and then it also has the power to heal. So thank God for people like you that want to write about Everything that's out there in the world so that What about your music? Great question for you. Is rebellion 
unconventional or Say it again. So what about your music is rebellious, unconventional, or unusual? I think all of it. Um, <laughs> I'm being in being in Nashville, um, non not conforming to what other people are doing with music, and um, as far as the style, the right. things I'm talking about are are pretty in your face, and I I think that confusion inspires new thinking. So a lot of times in doing something that's a little bit um, a little bit strange, a little bit out there, talking about my sexuality, talking about being with women, um, it oftentimes pushes the listener's envelope, and that's, that's really, as, as an artist, I think, the goal. Okay. I'm definitely in love. <laughs> <laughs> as an artist, I'm going to be following you everywhere because you embody a woman that speaks for truth, and I think a lot of artists are afraid to be who they are sometimes they have a fear that their fans won't like them, you know, they're bringing themselves out there, they don't know how people are going to react, but you look who you are as an artist, and that's, uh, that is tremendous. How do you, so let me ask you this, because I've, I've asked a lot of people this, about the whole, I don't know, did you watch the Grammy? I didn't. So I don't know if you know the whole controversy, but because I know who you are as an artist, um, so apparently Cardi B after the attack, um, it was on YouTube. Cardi B and Megan Stallion uh-huh. did one of the videos. You know that, that song. And so you know, you know how the video is. The video is graphic. So you know they deserved the performance. And then after that, everybody was in an uproar. Oh my God, how could they have done that? So my thing is that. They, they basically knew how hard it was and selling their voice on the stage. I think people are going to get angry. They should get angry at the Grammys. Do you think, how far should somebody push their creativity? Do you think that people should tell artists how to create? Um, no. I think that that's what gives an artist its thumbprint, or that his or her thumbprint, is by doing exactly what speaks to them. And rappers have been singing about pussy and dick and uh, all of that for years. And so the fact that a couple of women are talking about um, anatomically their, their own situations and their, what feels good to them. What's wrong with that? I think if anything, it speaks to what's wrong with our society. What am I supposed to just sing about love songs all the time about, about being in love and, and saving myself and, it's not. It's not realistic. It's not accurate. It's not progressive. It's. It's. It shuns a whole, a whole gender. That this is. Yeah, you can be an artist, but only so much. Only like this can you be an artist. It's not. I think more power to them. Exactly. I often tell people you would never tell an artist that paint that they need to add another splash of blue, another splash of orange. It seems like people are totally judgy. When it comes to especially totally. women, women performing on the stage, and if they're especially performative, you know, people have a lot of say. It's interesting. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a lot of men who are like, look, they're artists. So I agree with you 100% yeah. that people should be telling us how to create. This is coming from within our soul. Um, who are your musical influences? Um, I would say Harry Styles, Halsey, 
Um, Amy Winehouse, LP, big okay. fan of LP. Um, what would you say is your writing process? How do you go about writing a song? A lot of times I'll have a melody kind of playing with something in my head. Um, and then I, I have books on books of just lyrics. Um, and so I'll go back when I have this melody and I'll go back and I'll try different words that work or phrasing that works in that, um, in that tune or that, that kind of phrasing of, of the melody. Um, so it usually starts with a tune. Okay. Now, where is the creek? Um, well, honestly, I'll play daddy. Um, that was, I, I remember doing a photo shoot in a hotel, um, this really old, old hotel in here in Nashville. And I ended up getting naked because I, the wood was so beautiful. And I was like, God, the female form would be really beautiful against this wood. And I, I didn't want to ask because I knew he'd say no. Um, so I, I just went ahead and did it. And as I was laying there on these, on these awesome leather studded couches, I uh, realized, God, I'm, I'm a daddy too, that it doesn't, you don't have to be a female to be the boss. Right. You don't have to be, a, you know, and that, um, that no matter what you can be, you can be who you want to be. Yep. That, the amen to that. Nobody should tell you who to be, what to be, and how to act either. Um, so tell and us. I just a, felt, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I just felt like as I was sitting there and I, I had a cigar in my hand and I had a, a glass of whiskey in the other hand and I was like, God, I am the man that I want to be with. Or I'm, I'm the man that I could, you know, the man that I've always wanted like is, in, is in me. I like <laughs> Oh, I, I dig it. I can definitely dig it. Do you um, play any instruments? I do. I play guitar and keys. See, see, I'm still, I need, I, I tried to get the guitar, but the whole thing, I felt like my body had to be supported to do the guitar, so. Now I'm still trying to learn the keyboard. I bought a smart keyboard about four or five years ago, still in the box, but it's coming out this year. I'm going to do it. Um, how do you deal, if somebody gives you negative uh, feedback, how do you deal with criticism? Because in this industry, we get a lot of criticism. Well, I mean, it's, it's not easy, and it's not necessarily the greatest thing to hear right. um, things that aren't positive about your work and about something that you you work so hard on or you really believe in or something that's truly in your core it's one thing to be if I'm not a good science student and I do a science project and I hear that I did a poor job that's Mm -hmm. okay because that's not my subject but when it's something that really means something to you um, and someone doesn't like it it's an honest it's a chance for me to say well um, fuck them I mean not a not everyone's going to like what, like what you do. And, um, I can't, you know, I can't please everybody, but the people who do dig it, they dig it. And that's, I think as an outspoken artist, as an outspoken human, you're going to do things and say things and create things that other people don't like. And that's just part of the game. 
You nailed it. So it's it's really an opportunity to say, hey, it's okay. It's, not everyone can like it. You nailed it. And I often give the you know art, other artists the same advice because music is subjective. Not everybody's gonna like your stuff, and, and they're gonna be people that are gonna love your stuff. You can hear yourself one thing and something else, and they can hate it. I think it all begins with self love, and if Whatever you put out, you got to put your whole energy and love in it. That is, so I 100% agree with. You. Um, so tell me about this song that I have here. Uh, She's so high. What is that about? Yes. So that's a cover of a '90s rock song. She's so high. Um, so I did. I became sort of obsessed with this old older song um, and wanted to make two different versions. So I made an EDM electronic version and then kind of a, um, a softer acoustic style version. Um, but I, I loved it. And it was just, it was just a fun song that I heard being able to expand so much further past the nineties rock beat. Awesome sauce. Okay. So, so we're going to play that right now and listen to it. Cool. You are phenomenal. Let me say that again. Thank you. Um, I'm going to mute her a little bit and then we can uh, hear a word from her and then I'm going to play it. Hold on one second. Awesome. Hi, it's Jordan and Madison, and we're Jay Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B-Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single, Down, now on Spotify. Hey! Mm-hmm. 
I had to get that applause. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. I love that cover. What I like about you, you have a unique voice. And you're Thank you're you. very authentic. You're just authentic. I've been posting a lot of inspirational quotes recently about authenticity because in this world, um, I don't think there are a lot of authentic people anymore. It's just ridiculous. But um tell me I agree. Oh my gosh, it's, it's like, the past couple of years, how have you, how have you been dealing with this whole pandemic thing that's out there? Honestly, um, it's been, this past year has been the most productive year of my entire mm. music career, even though despite everything, um, right. I took a lot of time to write, um, a lot of time to write and record. And I've managed to luckily and thankfully be able to still gig um, at a venue that, that takes all the precautions. Okay. Um, pretty regularly. So we have a gig this Friday. Um, but I got, I got really lucky that I didn't, I didn't get completely, um, blasted off the gig schedules. That's awesome. Very good for you. Did you do any live streaming? I did do a couple live streams. I actually did one with Hello TV and okay. it was, uh, it was kind of like a live, um, it looked like it was a live, um, production like at a concert but it was actually just um in a studio and so they recorded it so that it looked the way that they shot it made it look like it was kind of like um in a stadium okay um but it was actually just in a studio and it was that helped a lot for being able to reach reach people on a professional level Tell us about your album, your EP called Lead With Love. How did you keep that with that? Um, So that's actually my older EP. um, I put out this summer, um, but it was all about, um, I kind of did that, what you guys read in the beginning was, it was Mm. chronological as far as mood goes, um, trouble, and then lead with love and that I um I wrote that while I was at during quarantine I wrote that when I was in the woods and I it was just kind of besides the cage the elephant song it was all about love and um opening your heart and just being able to be in a place where um you're growing because you're opening up um and empowering yourself to be okay alone um, Let You Leave is kind of encompasses that in sort of a flirty pop track. Um, but it talks a lot about um, enjoying something or someone and being able to let them leave. 
um, and be okay on your own and that you don't, you don't really need anybody but yourself. Amen. Amen to that. Um, so tell us a little bit about your backstory. I read that you're a recovering addict. How how was your food at the place where you're a recovered addict um, and the meditational aspect of life? Yeah, my recovery doesn't look like everybody else. Um, I don't. I'm. I don't have. I'm not like a 12-step big book thumper um with all due respect i i'm into plant medicine and I'm, um i smoke weed and i like mushrooms and um but i struggle i struggled with opiates um for a few years and overdose and i got really lucky to get a second chance i i basically packed up my car and drove out to wyoming um wow. and found found my own sense of god um and greatly through psychedelics through nature um, was I able to come back to a place of my life has meaning, my life has purpose, my life, my life matters. Wow. That, that is a truly different perspective, but it worked for you, and I'm happy that you are in the place where you are right now. Um, what do you yeah, love? Yeah, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, it's just, it's an interesting thing to talk about because it's not, a lot of people would expect me to be completely sober. Um, but I'm, my, my journey is a little bit different in that I don't, um, I went down a pretty dark path and was into some really dark things and then kind of came out of it on the other side. And I'm, I'm a lot happier now, but I think that only in recognizing those dark parts of ourselves, are we able to find light, um, that I'm not ashamed of it because it made, it made me and my music who I am. That's that's it. You nailed it. You nailed it right there. I mean, if you can appreciate every flaw, every beautiful aspect of you, and you know what works for you, and you don't have to apologize to anybody. You you found something that works for you, and you have the right to it, and you're happy. And you're doing amazing. So congratulations to you on that. Um, if you have writer's block, how do you deal with writer's block? Um, you know, meditating is a huge thing. Um, to deep breathing, <laughs> um, <laughs> exercising. I think that there's. I've I've had writer's block before, and it's kind of a scary thing because you wonder when am I going to get my creative juices flowing again but it's it's right. when you stop thinking and stop putting that pressure on it and just be get outside hang out with a friend um I rollerblade I'm into yoga like I have other activities that I like to do that a lot of times kind of help me get out of that funk that's awesome now when you move to Nashville how effective um, were, you know, artists that who you are as an artist? Um, you know, the artists were a lot more acceptive than radio play. Um, oh. that's for sure. But, um, but I, I made some really cool friends really quickly that were, they figured it out here in Nashville, I feel like, in order to keep it, you have to give it away. Um, and, 
that only in lifting other people up do you lift yourself up. That's something I did not have when I was living in California. Um, people were such crabs in a bucket over there, so afraid that they might that they might lose if they help you or or they right. you know they're too self-seeking. Whereas here, people have really stepped up and brought me in um, under their wing a little bit. So I found people pretty receptive to it. That's awesome. Uh, what are your ambitions as a songwriter and musician? Uh, I'd like to put out a full live album. Um, mm-hmm. That's a goal for this, this spring. I'd like to record a live album. Um, I'd really like to get a song in a movie, um, mm-hmm. specifically Quentin Tarantino. Um, yes. It would be really cool. I, yeah. Um, so those are two, two kind of milestones I'll be working on this spring. Yeah, I, I could I could see your music in the Quentin Tarantino film. It, it actually fits the bill, and I hope you have lots of success with that. How do you deal with all of the? I always ask this question. It's a lot of work for me. I'll be on all these social media platforms. You have to be everywhere now. And we have to engage. Ooh, yeah. Honestly, I'm not very good at it. Um, there's a huge part of me that really despises technology. Um, I think technology it has been the demise of human connection. Um, and I think that I've, I really try to keep a relevance um, with, on social media, and I try and engage audiences, but I'm, I'm also really busy trying to stay present, right. um, and I find it. I find there's this like double, kind of double-edged sword to to technology. The fact you can reach people that you'll never, you may never meet, right? Um, and pitching to playlists or um, doing live streams that access other, either other countries or other states, and it's. I think that it's magnificent, and I also think it's um, a little sad because people are so focused on this number this, this following or this like that this number above your above your picture determines your worth and that's just not true um, so finding the, the balance between um, doing what I'm supposed to do in quotes as as an artist um, on these social media platforms and also being true to myself as a human um, right. is a day-to-day challenge challenge Right. Right. How hard do you think it is? How hard do you feel that it is? That independent artists need to be seen and heard. Like I always tell people that I think it's the media's fault that we're not seen and heard is because obviously it's pay to play. Um, I know I went to Google, but my friend her song "Winning Moon and Night." Anymore. And I know in the beginning of the song is that you're going to play it to death, but after a while, it's just too much. And so, as independent artists, we really have to battle against mainstream just to Do you think you're part of the problem in the pay to play? Uh, do, can you say that one more time? So in the in the music industry for independent artists, it's hard for us to be seen and heard because we're we're going against the mainstream artists. And so obviously when it comes to radio, it's pay to play. Like I, at one point they were playing Lizzo so much I couldn't listen to her anymore. I had to turn the radio station every time she came on. I just couldn't do it anymore. 
And so yep. if you don't have deep pockets like the mainstream artists, how are we supposed to be seen and heard? Do you think that the media has has played a part in this? Because it seems as though they just want you to know a couple of artists. If it's not Taylor Swift, who I love, if it's not Adele, Beyonce, Jay-Z, or whoever, these are the only people we may, or the rest of the world may know. So, right. Is a part in, in, in not allowing more independent artists to be heard and seen? I honestly, I think that um, these platforms like iHeartRadio mm-hmm. um, could do a lot for the local community that I think it's going to take a global, like, conscious um, shift for people to say, we need to hear more from unsigned artists. We need to hear more from the local community. Someone like iHeartRadio could do something really cool, but like iHeartLocal, and um, have a whole segment amidst the Demi Lovatos and the Ariana Grandes, and have a local avenue for people who are up and coming or people who are unsigned um, and are out there. Um, but it would really, it would really have to take some heart. It would have to take some some of these bigger corporations that make so much money off of the Demi Lovatos and the Taylor Swifts and. Um, it would take them having to say, hey, we need to, we need to open this up. Let's get some versatility in there. Um, and it, it takes, honestly, there, it would take a woman, in my opinion. And I, I have a feeling there's not a lot of that at iHeartRadio. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> probably. You're probably um, but that's, right? Yeah. Um, but I yeah, like that. I just, You have a great idea. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good idea. And it needs to because be Because it would give a voice. Yeah, it would give a voice to the local community. And um, it would also give give a little bit of a heartbeat to these corporate companies. Um, instead of just all about money and, and plays and these celebrities getting their music out there, what about what about the local scene? Exactly. Um, you're you're 100% correct because, listen, I listen to a lot of independent music, and, and these independent artists out here are simply amazing. And sometimes they write more than the mainstream artists. I mean, Beyonce has one, person, one song that has 12 writers to it. I don't, I don't know who's funny on that song. But, it's, and then we have the independent artists that write their own music, and it's just them, and, it, and it's hard for them to be now, what I understand is that you and Sony have decided to create independent labels. Um, yeah, we're going to create independent labels, and I don't know what they're going to do, but what, do you want to sign with a major label, or would you prefer to stay indie? Honestly, I prefer to stay indie. Um, I... It would really actually have to depend on the situation. If it was a if it was a good label and they were really representing me well, and um, I still had my voice and I could be me, right. I right. think I think the biggest concern um, is losing losing that individuality, um, and that having someone say, "Well, we signed you, so now shave your head and um, <laughs> sing more about." whatever jump ropes like <laughs> I want to be able to do what I want to do and say what I want to do say and dress how I want to dress and not have to compromise that so if you can show me a label that can, uh, that likes me and that respects me and then also lets me do exactly what I want then I would love to sign with them 
And I agree with 100% with you. I had an interview with one of my, uh, she does licensing thinking. Yeah, she said, she said the same thing. She said, try to balance it out. If there's one thing you don't understand, you can negotiate your contract. The thing with the label is that you have a lot of money to get back to the The thing is, you need to bring your authenticity to the table and say, look, you want to sign me, but you can't change me. So you'd have to balance it out. But I'm with you. I like the whole thing about the label versus, um, or the indie versus the major label. Yes. There was like a big room for negotiations, and I could remain who I am as an artist. Um, so I love your answer on that. Um, how far do you think women women have come in the music industry? You know, the women weren't even as much as the men, and now they're trying to do fifty-fifty. And it's, I think it's just really sad. You would think that music is a place where everybody can get along, you everybody can have equality, but even women always take us. We're always back there, and now we're pushing ahead. How far do you, how much do you think we have to go in the music How far do you have to go to what? For women. How far do you think we have to go in the music industry? Now, you know, there's stepping stones. Now, women in country are being heard more on the radio. Before it was like, you know, it was strong, it had to be all the men. So, and then uh, women producers are now just being heard. You know, I had a friend tell me she was the only producer, female producer at this conference. It was all men. So how far do you think we yeah. have to seen, really seen? I think all the way. Um, I think that women really, the biggest thing we can do is band together, um, that's, which is why I love the sisters vibe, because um, that's the only thing keeping us from being um from conquering and ruling the world really um is the togetherness aspect um that i think if women if women were to unite together and say no we're we're going to be heard we're going to be seen you're going to play our music we're we're on the top um it's those little steps in between we got to conquer um and i think it begins with self-love it begins with really um being you know being sure of yourself and saying i I am unique, and so is she. I'm special, and so is she. Um, instead of this, there's a little bit of a competition thing that I think we really got to smudge out because it's, the truth is everybody is unique. You look at your thumbprint, and you are a snowflake. Every single one of us is different, um, and each one of us has something to offer that the other doesn't. So it's, it's you know, I just I think that if we can get past that and re, reaffirm those, kind of mantras of um, we in this together, girl power, the more that we can do that, the, the quicker that we can rise to the top together. I agree 100%. When was it that you actually became very comfortable in your own life? Honestly, uh, I'd say about 29, 28. Okay. Um, coming, coming into my 30s, I really, I really learned that um, whether this is a simulation or, or this is real life, it, um, I have control over my world and life is so short and so precious so that it's a, I'd rather spend it doing things I love and being around the people I love and saying and being me versus trying to be something I'm not. And that honestly, 
that came in my late 20s. Yeah, in my yeah. early, I, I look, I look back and I'm like, in my early 20s, I was, I was just full of fear, which led me to, led me to use drugs. Um, because I was really unsure of myself and um, unhappy in my own skin and didn't know how to be me and love myself. And so when you became you, um, it, and this is an interesting question, maybe, when you became you, did you, were, did more people enter your life? Did a lot of people exit your life? Um, did you change? Yes. Around you? Okay. Kind of both. Okay. Um, become really owning myself brought a whole bunch of um, empowered people into my life and a whole bunch of fearful people out. Wow. wow. Um, which is exactly what I needed to happen. Wow. Yeah, I'm like you in the I mean, I have to be you know, not think about me, and I'm not here to live my life for other people. And I think you need to just start accepting who you are and, you know, just wish people happiness. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we need to speak up because when you, as an artist, are self advice? Yeah, your younger self, your younger self. Oh, fuck what they think. <laughs> it's, I would have uh, I, um, I totally just be you, Juliet. You're honest, I sing it in one of my um one of my songs, so you're pretty just the way you are. I was so so uh, really honestly sad and really lost and I would have loved to just hug myself and say it's, everything's going to be cool. Just be you, and and really like it's no, nobody else matters. Just be you, and do it with truth in your heart and love in your heart. I just feel so true. Yeah, I feel the same thing. Say every, just be you. Yeah. Be happy with who you are, and like you said, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, because you're the person right. that needs to be happy. And whatever you put out in the universe is what you think about yourself. So why not put the best of you out there? So that's awesome. Um, what is totally? What is a quote that you like to live by? Um, I think twenty years from now you'll regret more what you didn't do than what you did do. Uh, so cast off the bow line, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sail, dream, discover, explore. I believe it's Mark Twain. Um, that's probably my favorite because it's so it it encompasses everything I've. I live with in my heart is that one day you'll look back and you'll regret more what you didn't do than what you did do. So just live now, be here now and um, just be you. Everybody hear that? Um, how many tattoos do you have? Uh, 13. 
I got you beat by one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's an expensive habit. Yeah, you know, you get one and you're just like, no, I'm not going to do this again. And then you go to the tattoo place with your friends. And you're like, well, uh, maybe I'll get another I know. The the sound and the smell um, (laughs) of a tattoo shop, it kind of triggers that in your head to be like, ooh, I might... I might like a little something else on my arm or a little feather on my back. <laughs> that would look nice there. <laughs> I was like, ah, I said I would stop at 12. And then, and then I was like, no, you know, I really want some, I wanted some musical notes. And I put that, I put one on one wrist and one on the other. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. But then I was like, I really want to get one. I'll probably get another one. Because I, just, I love body art. Me too. It's, it's your temple. You got to decorate the walls. Eggs, eggs. I, I like that. That's what I need to tell my mom. <laughs> my mom is like, yeah, we, we need to take in another one. But I love what you just said. I'm going to say that next time somebody says that to me, I'm going to, I'm going to say that. So what do you have coming up? Um, I got a show on Friday. Um, and I have a song coming out next month on the 20th um and what else that's all for now i got i got a whole bunch of shows at fat cat slims coming up if you're around nashville and want to check it out um but i'll be there this friday 8 to 11 full band awesome people need that people need to go out you know, go out um go out with your song. <laughs> you know people get <laughs> Catch the thing, but I think people need to hear and people need to get out there and people need to listen to music because music is the one no matter who you are, people get along. They just get along. And I think this world needs that. Totally. It's it's getting insane out there and you know, the past six years and now, you know, you think there'd be more calmness, but no. So tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. So you can find me on Instagram at Juliet Hawkins Original or Official. It's J U L I E T H A W K I N S Official. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Juliet Hawkins um, and on Spotify, Apple Music. Google Play, whatever you use under Juliet Hawkins. <laughs> All of my original music's up there. It's hard for us to remember everywhere that we are. And so, you know, I've started to just say Google me. I'm getting a t- t-shirt. Yes. To Google me. Yes. Google me. Totally. Google hey, me. All the platforms. Just Google me. You'll find me. And everybody, you need to check out Juliet Hawkins' music videos. You'll be on the floor. You'll be off. Be inspired, you'll be empowered. You're like, you'll, you'll want to go to the gym. <laughs> um, you're just going to, you're going to say, okay, I got to get, in. you're definitely going to say, I got to get in shape because you look at Juliet Hawkins and you're just like, wow, this is just wow. She's just the epitome almost of perfection. Um, thank you, Juliet, for being on Chatting with Nat. I really had a great chat with you. I'm going to follow you. Everywhere that you go, I'd love to live with you. I think you'd be awesome on live. Um, yeah. 
in the near future. We ne definitely need to do that. Um, and I'm going to share share your your music and let everybody in the world know who you are. And let let's get your Thank name you. up there. Let's get your name up there in light because people need to see you. So oh, thank, thank you. you. So I would much. love that. Thank you so much for being thank on you chatting for having with me. Thank you. And that was Juliet Hawkins. Everybody follow her. Just Google her and follow her. And this was Natalie Dean with Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.